In the text that calls for our attention on this Transfiguration Sunday comes to us both from our gospel reading of the actual account of the Transfiguration, but also Hebrews chapter 3, and particularly this verse. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our world that is rather obsessed with media and with celebrity, fan conventions have become big business. Fans of a particular television show or genre or a sport will gather in one place in order to hope to get to meet the people they have come to idolize. Now, I suppose in one way this phenomenon is not altogether new. I mean, the phenomenon of having conventions due to the fact that people have both the money and the time to go to those conventions is rather new. But the concept of cultures having their heroes whom they would love to meet is not new at all. People in America have long clamored to hear the latest news or to gather for a concert of a musician that captures their attention or suits their musical tastes. Those that enjoy reading novels would love to get to have a meal with their favorite author and to pick their brain a little bit about those tales that they tell that keep them turning the page. Americans who love history Wonder what it might be like to get to converse with George Washington or Abraham Lincoln for a little while. Well, it turns out the Jews, too, in their day had cultural heroes. And in one way, we could say that list was very long. In one way, anyone that was pointed out in the Old Testament scriptures as someone that God lauded would also be revered by the Jewish people. But you could say there was sort of a Mount Rushmore of Jewish history. On that mountain, perhaps, would have been Abraham, Moses, David, and Elijah. Yes, it would have included the father of the faith, Abraham, the great lawgiver, Moses, the great king, David, and the prophet among prophets, Elijah. And so you can just imagine how in awe Peter and James and John must have been when they opened up their eyes and saw two of the four of those names standing there talking with Jesus as he was transfigured before them. In fact, their response shows just how excited they were. Peter wanted to build tents in order that Jesus and Moses and Elijah could remain right there with them. In one way, who could blame them for wanting to spend a little more time with those three? But I wonder who the disciples would have wanted to talk to first, if they had the chance. Would they have wanted to talk to Moses about that day when he extended his staff and watched the Red Sea part? Or would they have wanted to talk to Elijah about that time when God gathered the prophets of Baal together and then made a mockery of them? by swallowing up the sacrifice that Elijah had offered to him with great pomp. 
Or would they have wanted to talk simply more to Jesus? We don't honestly know the answer to that question, but we do know the answer to who they should have wanted to talk more to first. They should have wanted to talk more to Jesus. For even though it would have been very hard for them to imagine this, Jesus, well, he was greater than Elijah. He was greater than Moses. Yes, he was the greatest among those three gathered there. And why was that so? Why was Jesus greater? Well, our reading from the book of Hebrews reminds us of why he is greater than those other men. It says that he was the builder of the house, that he was God's son. Yes, you see, Moses and Elijah were important parts of the house which God had built throughout time and history with his people. But Jesus, when he came, he was not just another part of the house. He wasn't an addition to a mansion that already stood. No, he was the builder of that whole house himself. The scriptures testify that everything that was made in regards to creation was actually made through Jesus. And the same is true of the church. Every part of the church that has been formed over history was also made by Jesus. He is the builder of the house. And therefore, not even Moses or Elijah could compare to him. Well, it might have been so hard for those three disciples in that moment to understand how that could all be true, that there could be someone greater than Moses or Elijah, the disciples surely learned throughout their life that it was unquestionably true. As much as they would continue to honor and respect people like Abraham and Moses and David and Elijah, they would come to offer more honor and respect to Jesus. For they understood that only to Jesus could the words that were spoken on the Mount of Transfiguration be spoken. Only to Jesus could the Father say, This is my Son, my Chosen One. Listen to Him. You and I are also a part of the house that God is building. The author of the Hebrews simply puts it this way, We are His house if we hold on to our courage and the hope of which we boast. Yes, so long as we remember that Jesus is the one who builds the house, well, then we get to continue to be part of that house, and that is a great blessing indeed. But we too, though, are tempted at times, even as ones living in the house of God, to think that there are other people perhaps more important, or at least people that should be more influential in the church than even Jesus himself. Now, we wouldn't come right out and say that, but we often act that way. We live in a day and age where celebrity is not just something that happens outside the church, but inside the church as well. And sometimes we look to celebrity pastors who write books that everyone buys, and who can gather people into large venues. And we say, you know what? We better listen to them. 
We better do what they're doing, since they seem to be doing something right. But other times, it's not someone inside the church at all that becomes too influential in our minds. Sometimes it's our cultural heroes in America that we think need to be heeded, even in the church. Whether they're political leaders, or whether they are inspirational speakers, musicians, sports stars, or successful entrepreneurs. We often think we should listen to their wisdom first and foremost, because it's obvious they've succeeded in what they have done, and so we should follow their lead. And finally, even within the local congregation, we can begin at times to think that certain individuals, certain members of that congregation, or the local pastor in that congregation, is so important that their word should be final, regardless of if it's just their word or the word of the Lord. Well, today, to correct all of that misthinking, God the Father simply places Jesus before our eyes again. He gives us, through the scriptures, a chance to glimpse onto the Mount of Transfiguration, to get to see Jesus there where his appearance has been altered and where his clothes have become dazzling white. And as our minds are gazing into that sight, we hear again these simple words from our Father. This is my Son, my Chosen One. Listen to Him. Yes, there is no one that we are to listen to more firmly, more securely, more surely than we are to listen to Jesus. In fact, with these words of the Father, our own eyes are drawn back to the words of Jesus that we find written in the scriptures. We are drawn back to the blessings we first received when we were baptized into Christ. We're drawn back to the altar where Jesus comes to us and gives us of himself. We are called away from all the other influences in the world, both good and bad, in order that we might give attention to the only one who can truly be called perfectly good, Jesus himself. We recognize that when we want to make decisions regarding our own lives, we must listen to Jesus. When we want to figure out what it is that we should be doing in his church, especially in lean times in the church, we must listen to Jesus. When we want to figure out how exactly we should bring the message of our faith to share with the world, well, we must listen to Jesus. For he is God's son. He is the chosen one, and we are to listen to him. In 1923, the stadium, which is now simply known as Yankee Stadium in New York, was opened. They say 100,000 people showed up to that first game. Only 75,000 or so actually were able to make their way into the stadium. But those that did got to watch that day as Babe Ruth hit the first home run in that new stadium to give the Yankees their first victory there. The next day, the paper called that new stadium the house that Babe Ruth built. There was no doubt in that journalist's mind that the whole reason that huge structure could even have been built was the fact that people were drawn to Babe Ruth and to his mystique. Still to this day, from that one newspaper article, 
when that stadium is not called Yankee Stadium, they still call it the house that Babe Ruth built. May the church on earth never forget what its real name is. This is the house that Jesus Christ built. Let us remember that it is him and him alone who has built this house throughout all human history and continues to do so today. Let us remember that it's him and his word alone that can ultimately draw people to himself. Let us remember that while we have been given a place in the house, we are not the builders of the house. And with that humility, let us return to Jesus again. For if we do, he has promised to build us up, to build us up as part of his house. He will remind us that the very death and resurrection that he discussed up there on the Mount of Transfiguration with Moses and Elijah, that that is our salvation. All of the times that we have decided that we will give more influence to other people than we will to Jesus in our lives or in the church, well, all of that will be forgiven. And as we are forgiven, we are given back our place. A place in the house of God. The same house that Abraham, Elijah, Moses, King David, the same house they all had a place in as well. And knowing that we are there, then we will simply confess. This is the house of God. This is the house that Jesus Christ built. He is the Son of God. Let us listen to him. Amen.